Welcome back to another week of Middle School Students Argue About Books. I am Mrs. Collins, the school librarian, and I am joined today by Angelina, Abby, and Elise. Um, no special guests today. It is officially spring break uh, for all of us, so thank you so much for being willing to do this today, despite the fact that technically you're not supposed to be doing any schoolwork. Um, and today we are going to be arguing about one of our uh, big passions. Which one is better, realistic fiction or fantasy? So with that, we will go ahead and get started. So who wants to start us off? Which one's better, realistic fiction or fantasy? I might be slightly biased in the fact that I have a fantasy book in front of me. When I say that fantasy, in my opinion, is better. Okay, so back it up. Why? Um, well, I feel like fantasy, like, a lot more can happen. Like, in realistic fiction, it has to be, well, realistic. I'm just going to interrupt you, though, because, you know, uh, a lot more can happen. I mean, like, a lot can happen in a realistic fiction book. Yeah. Yeah. And, like... I don't know. You seem to get out of situations easier in fantasy because you have magic and then you can just like, oh, use your magic to get out of it. Right. There's always like some convenient like, oh, I'm in this horrible situation. I just so happen to be the chosen one who has the perfect magic that's going to solve everyone's problems, mine and the entire world. (laughs) Okay. There usually are like kind of cheap plot devices. But then again, there are also those where, like, the main character is, like, weighed down by a ton of things. Like, for example, there's this one, there's this one um, thing I'm reading where the main character is, like, his friends, like, pretty much would die for this other character. But the other character basically abandoned the main character just because they wanted to see some stars or something. So then the main character spends, like a lot of time chasing after um, the friend, and then the friend just basically tries to murder the main character because they want to get closer to seeing said stars. That is an interesting twist. Um, to go from being friends to trying to murder each other. I, I'm, I feel like maybe there other things happened there that, that you didn't actually tell us about. That's okay. <laughs> well, it's more of like a situation where the friend was kind of using the main character to get what uh, she wants. Like she wasn't really that good of a friend to start with? Yeah. Okay. So speaking of cheap plot twists, I'm, I'm just going to I'm gonna play devil's advocate here and take both sides. I just finished reading a realistic fiction book, which was pretty good. Um, it's called Hope in the Holler. It's one of the nominees for the California Young Reader Medal in the middle school category for next year. So I'm reading all of them. And it has one of the most common plot twists that happen in realistic fiction, which also feels a little overused or a little cheap, which is uh, one of the parents has just died and now the character's dealing with grief. Like, I feel like there's a lot of realistic fiction books where, like, some sort of tragedy has happened and now the character is dealing with, like, grief or shock or trauma or something like that and has to get through it. I mean, I think that can also happen in fantasy a lot where parents or stuff die. So I don't think it's only realistic fiction. It happens in a lot of genres. But I personally like realistic fiction better because I feel like it's more relatable and it's more internal, which is more interesting for me to read. Uh, I feel that sometimes, even though like fantasy isn't exactly the most 
realistic. Um, it also does have like really great metaphors. Like for the previous thing that I was mentioning, the main character's name is uh, can you're, also be you're translated allowed to use to... book titles, by the way. Like you're allowed to tell us what book you're talking about. <laughs> it's not really a book. It's more of like a webtoon being turned into an anime. Okay. In Tower of God, uh, it's a really good one. It's you should read it. Um, but basically, what happens is Bam can also be translated into Night, um, in Korean as well. Um, as well as just like sort of being a name, I guess. And then but that can so then, happen realistic fiction too. Yeah. So then for the main for the for the friend that no one really likes because they betrayed the main character, um, Rachel. So Rachel keeps telling Bam about oh um, I just want to one day see the stars because they live. Actually, you're not really sure, but they every sky or like thing they see is fake and generated unless you reach the top of the tower where, where allegedly there's anything that you want there. So then Rachel abandons Bam to see the stars, but then Bam. So technically, like it's is sort of a metaphor of Rachel is leaving everything behind what she had before and kind of just betraying them to try and. Basically, she's selfish. Right. But she is a well-written character. I feel um, like I've also... And then Bam... So, I, I, I just want to, like, agree with you that, that there are quite a few fantasy books that I've read where there is a lot of internal or, like, um, what they're dealing with feels very real to me. Like, I remember reading White Cat by Holly Black. Have any of you read that? Okay, so... I've heard the author... Yeah, Holly Black is great. She writes a lot of fairy stuff. This one doesn't happen to be about fairies, but um, the she also uh, co-wrote the uh, Iron Trial series with Cassandra Clare. Have, you, have I, any of you read those? Okay, all worth reading. <laughs> but um, so in White Cat, the main character uh, is living in like the real world as we know it with like one twist. And I feel like a lot of fantasy does that, right? Like it's the real world plus something. You know, like magic that nobody knew about or a secret society of whatevers. Um, and uh, in this one, certain people are born with the ability to work a type of magic called curse magic. I mean, that's how it's referred to at this point in the book because it's been outlawed by the government. So everybody who can work that type of magic is like automatically a criminal because if they ever use it, they're breaking the law. Um, so they've come become kind of like the mafia like underground, and the main character, Castle Sharp, comes from a family of curse workers, and he's the one kid in his family who doesn't have magic, who's, like, trying to get away from it all. And so that idea of, like, kind of being embarrassed by your family um, and having, like, and wanting to dissociate from kind of a dysfunctional situation that you don't really want to be part of, I feel like that's very realistic. Like, lots of people might find themselves in that situation. Granted, not for that reason, Right. Like, his mom is an emotion worker, which means she can manipulate your emotions. But, like, how many moms are manip emotionally manipulative? I mean, like, I feel like that could actually happen. So, I don't know. Okay, I feel like this is a really bad time to bring this up right after you were talking about White Cat. But um, I feel like in a lot of fantasy books, the main character has magical powers or something that makes them more interesting. I mean, in that case, the main character doesn't have magical powers, which also makes them, like, different from everyone else. So that's a common thing among fantasy books, which isn't really as common among realistic fiction books. 
Right, that there's something that makes the main character super different or super important mm-hmm. or powerful. Yeah, like realistic more fiction. Like special. Right, like the yeah. main character in a realistic fiction book is more likely to just be a person. Yeah, and that can make you relate to them more than right. someone who had magical powers or something. Or who's like supposed to save the world or be yeah. the most powerful person who fights evil. Yeah. Although for me personally, for fantasy, it's not, for me, I don't really relate to the, I don't think about relating to the character. Rather, I just get pulled in because it's really interesting. Because in fantasy, uh, there's usually a lot of like that one sort of really like annoying character or that one really smart character or that one really overpowerful but really like stupidly brave main character that somehow survives the entire series because of plot armor and it's like interesting to because usually there's some very stupid people and then um in a lot of fantasy books they give said very stupid people a lot of power and it's like interesting to see how like other people like can deal with that main character probably will be really upset and like want to disagree with the with whatever person in power is doing but then like a a so-called smarter character might want to just disassociate just sort of like blend into the background because it's like safer there I, I do think too that like there is something to be said for sort of being able to escape from reality like I said before a lot of realistic fiction is kind of gritty especially when it's written for, like, middle schoolers and above. Like, something horrible always happens to the main character or to somebody that they love. You know, like, I'm thinking Hate You Give, where her best, like, a good friend gets shot right in front of her, or um, the one I was talking about before where her mom has just died of cancer. Like, there's always some, like, tragedy or loss or, like, heavy thing, like violence or abuse or something like that. And... Fantasy can sometimes just be a really welcome break, like kind of give your brain a chance to like go somewhere else and not deal with all of the stuff that's happening in the real world. Like, I don't know about you guys, but like my life when I was a kid was actually kind of messed up in a lot of ways. And fantasy was a really good way for me to not be there with all the messed up stuff. I think there are also like, there's some like realistic fiction books too, though. It's not all one or all the other that's true yeah and there are definitely Um, fantasy books with horrible things in them too go ahead abby um uh that's definitely true i mean i i also can get lost in a realistic fiction book but i can understand why fantasy is kind of like easier to get all caught up in the world and stuff but one bone i have to pick with it is that sometimes there's like unclear rules of whatever place they're in or like magic restrictions or something where things happen and then it doesn't make sense relating to the rest of the book yeah i think that was the bell that we just heard so uh, we're almost out of time any last thoughts on the fantasy versus realistic fiction debate here um overall i think they're all i think they're both pretty similar because both are the most realistic Like, you probably aren't going to have your entire friends and family, like, murdered in front of you. Okay, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but... 
And you also probably aren't going to one day wake up that you act that and figure out that you actually have magical powers or get some random person who's probably going to be a love interest later tell you. I think they're both great genres and I just think they're really different and there's good things and bad things about both of them. Okay. So we have, they're actually really similar. You should read both. We have, they're both great and they're very different. You should read both. How about you, Elise? You should read uh, realistic fiction. (laughs) All right. Hardliner. Okay. And with that, we will finish up. This has been Middle School Students Argue About Books um, with me, Mrs. Collins, and Angelina, Abby, and Elise. Thanks so much for being here during your spring break, guys. Our music is Urban Metronomica by Spinning Merkaba. And a production of this podcast is done by the Green Library Club and by me, Mrs. Collins. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll be back with you soon.